Hi. Good evening. My name is Ina Bokian, and I am the host of this podcast. I actually never thought I'd make a podcast, and this happened by chance tonight, literally 20 minutes ago, because somebody asked me to make a recording of a video that I had made in this group because another individual didn't have Facebook and wanted to be able to listen to the video. So I decided to create this podcast so that more people could listen to it and be encouraged and have hope and hopefully learn how to love other people more and learn more about yourselves, more about people who are trying to find some hope in a world that is starting to look a little hopeless. Let me tell you something. There is always hope. And I really wanted to start tonight with a prayer. And the reason I decided to start with a prayer is because this podcast stems from a fasting and prayer group. And I generally start my fast at around 11.30 or midnight, midnight to uh, noon. I try to fast. I fast a little bit more than that. But the person who instructed me on how to fast for spiritual reasons said that is a good enough fast. So I usually abide by those rules. Um, I did another, another different fast that was from sunrise to sunset last year. It was a 40-day fast during which the Lord spoke to me and I ended up writing a book which is called I Am Just Enough Faith, Fighting Terror with Faith that can be found on iBooks. And um, it's got 40 poems that I wrote during that 40-day fast. If anybody wants to check it out, it's out there. It exists. So um, this this time around, however, I am not feeling fantastic and I don't want to get dizzy or anything. So I'm not going to go above and beyond what I can do and fast too long. Um, the purpose of my fast is really for spiritual reasons and to spend more time and fellowship with God, reaching out to people and giving them hope. I want to give people as much hope as I can because there are days where I feel completely anxious and hopeless and alone. And that's exactly how everything started. Everything started because I had a problem that only God can solve. And I'm pretty sure that if you're listening to this, you probably have some sort of problem. Something is heavy on your spirit. And maybe it's this coronavirus. And maybe it's the state of the world. Or maybe you don't have a safe place to be. Or maybe you are sick. Or maybe you're alone. I don't know what your particular problem is. But I know that there is hope. And the hope that I found is in Jesus Christ. And I just wanted to share that word with you. I wanted to share the love of Christ and the love of God for you. Each and every one of you who is out there, God loves you. And unless you specifically rebel against him, 
then you have a chance. You have a chance to join him on this journey. And even if you do rebel, God is so kind and so merciful that he will give you a lot of chances to seek his face and find yourself in his will. If you're not even sure about your personal relationship to God or spirituality, if you don't know whether you're saved or not, that's okay. There is room for you. There is room for you at the cross and Jesus loves you. We live in such desperate times and people are so desperate for love. They're so desperate to figure out whether or not everything is going to collapse or we are going to bounce back with resilience. So before I really dive into anything, I'm going to pray. Lord, I pray for every single individual listening to this podcast right now during this coronavirus quarantine. I pray that every single person is blessed through your Holy Spirit. And I also pray that if there is anybody who has any sort of malice in their heart, listening to this i don't know who's out there i don't know who's going to listen to this recording lord i pray that you convict their hearts so that they could look within and start cleaning their intertemple from the inside out lord only you know who will have access to listen to this but speak through me allow the holy spirit to speak through me So whoever listens to this can feel your peace and your calm and your love and also your conviction, your conviction to start having a transformation from the inside out. I pray over every single person to have a personal encounter with you. Only you can heal them. Only you can show them the state of their hearts. If they are wicked, then Lord, help them turn their faces towards you and help them turn from their wicked ways. And if they are ashamed and sick and alone and abandoned, Lord, provide them comfort. Comfort to know that you will protect them and save them and give them a purpose. Maybe the purpose is to listen to this podcast so they could share your love. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So, let's get started. I'm actually so excited because I never thought I would do this. The first thing I am going to read for today is, um, is the verse of the day from the 30-day fasting and prayer group. There's actually two verses for today. The first verse is found in Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 1 through 2. And I'm going to read from the New King James Version Bible. Here we go. At the same time, says the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be... My people, thus says the Lord, 
the people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness. Israel, when I went to give him rest. Jeremiah 31, 12. The second verse for today is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Also New King James Version. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Today, the devotional that I read talked about trusting in God. Trusting in God is sometimes even more difficult when we feel uncomfortable. But it is in a period of feeling uncomfortable that the greatest triumph can come. It is during this time when we are separated from one another, where we have to quarantine ourselves in order to help the world heal, that we can spend this time to heal ourselves within so when we reemerge, we become stronger, more united, more loving, and more capable than ever. If you want to get on this ship so that you won't sink with the masses, then come aboard. It might get a little weird because we don't know what's coming. But if we're in this together and we try to stay as positive and as happy as we can, then we can at least have a good time. Um, I am going to read the second part of the story of the prodigal son because I talk about it in the other small group and I talk about how the father in the story had this extraordinary love for both of his sons and he was such a kind man even though he was deeply hurt and maybe even taken advantage of a little bit but he continued to have love for both of his sons because that is what a loving father does. All right, so this is the second part of the parable of the lost son found in Luke chapter 15, verses 17 through 32. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was a great, when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had great compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, 
Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet, and bring the fatted calf here and kill it. And let us eat and be merry, for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked where the, what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you, I never transgressed your commandments at any time, and yet you never gave me a younger goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as the son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. All right, after listening to that longer passage about the prodigal son, I want you to think of how that story applies to some of what may be going on today. But instead of thinking of a physical prodigal son, think of a spiritual wilderness, think of a spiritual loss that may have happened. And then think back to that verse of the day. At the same time, says the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. Thus says the Lord, the people who survived the store found grace in the wilderness. So here we have this prodigal son in Jesus' parable who took his inheritance early on in life, fled, went into a foreign land, wasted his inheritance on prostitutes, drinking, not great friends who basically deserted him when he needed them the most. And he ended up, as the story tells us, um, he ended up joining himself with a citizen of this foreign land where he was not a citizen. And he didn't have a real job. 
He just lived there for shelter. He didn't have food and he wasn't getting paid. So he basically took the fruits of his father's entire life labor, moved into a foreign land, and destroyed everything his father built, only to end up basically a slave. I'm not 100% sure if he was actually a slave because he was able to go back home. It's unclear whether he ran away from this man, but I feel so much for him when he came to his senses and he started reminiscing about his father's house as though he was in the wilderness thinking about how the servants in his father's house um, were better fed, better paid. They were not slaves. They were paid servants. And had a better life than he did tending to the pigs and also what is really really important to keep in mind is that as a Jew taking care of pigs was something very unclean something disgusting that went against tradition against customs and against religious laws So this man who gave him this disgusting job of taking care of the pigs basically humiliated him. And he humiliated him to the extent where he wasn't even allowed to have the food from the pigs. And that is why in um, um, in the verse where he says but when he came to himself he says how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare and i perish with hunger do you ever feel like that do you ever feel like you are starving you're starving for love you're starving for peace you're starving for faith you're starving for hope and you attempted to find it partying with your friends going out possibly taking extravagant trips trying to impress people that are nowhere to be found when you need your heart to be healed But maybe you grew up in a Christian family or maybe you had a mother who prayed for you or maybe you had a friend who introduced you to church or maybe you yourself went to church a long time ago or who knows, I am not sure where you are in your walk with God. But if you're far away and you reminisce about that sense of peace and now you're actually able to be present because we are forced to be inside and analyze our lives because we don't have as much to do as before and you just find yourself so nostalgic about 
what it really means to be in your father's house. And by father, I mean spiritual father. Because if you do know Jesus in any way, you do know that whoever tries to seek him, whether saved or unsaved, whether clean or unclean, he offers him hope, the possibility of a new life. And maybe you've seen others who don't even understand God in the way that you do. And you see that maybe they're humble and they're developing a sense of awareness as far as God is concerned. And you could tell that they're treated better because you know God is good. You know God is good, but you have been running away from him. And this is your time to come home. And God is so good and so merciful that if you do make that decision and take the action, he will see you. When you arise and make this decision, while you were still a great way off, your father who is in heaven and knows the thoughts that you have before you even have them, rejoices when you take an action towards him. You take one step, God takes a hundred steps. You make a decision that gets you on the right path in the right state of mind. God will send so much help your way. You will be amazed. It may not necessarily be material help, but sometimes it might be material help. It just depends. But you will definitely feel a sense of peace. And like the father in the story, who saw his son while he was still a great way off and had great compassion on him and ran towards him, God can give you this amazing love that you desperately need right now. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of what is happening around you. Focus on taking that action towards God. Maybe it's saying a short prayer right now. Maybe it's reading this text that I just read again quietly. Maybe if you don't even know God is asking, God, I don't believe in you. I am confused. Show me a sign. Show me your way. Show me your face. Reveal yourself to me. I guarantee you, if you pray this prayer, even in your unfaithfulness, something's going to start to happen in your heart. You take that step, God's going to take a thousand steps. And maybe this is the perfect time for you to have that conversation with God. And regardless of what you're going through, remember that everything that happens to you, including this circumstance, including this craziness, this tragedy, there's something to be grateful for. I encourage you to revisit that first that first portion that I read again and think about that son. Think about 
what he was going through, what he was experiencing. And find the grace and the gratitude. And finally, in your own life, while we are all experiencing very similar feelings of uncertainty and desperation, remember God, while we are in the wilderness right now, in a way, remember, in everything, give God thanks, for He is the ruler of the earth, and His will is for us to have gratitude for everything that we have is God's and he wants to give us even more but it is up to us to make that decision in our hearts to start transforming ourselves from the inside out so once we are transformed we can share what God is going to fill us up with with everybody else around us that needs kindness and needs love right now I'm going to close and in closing, I'm going to pray that every single person who hears this has a reaction that is within the will of God. And I pray that God uses everything that is happening right now for the good of those who love him and seek his, seek his faith, face. I also encourage people to build themselves up from the inside out so that they may be strong pillars and we could continue to build on. God bless and good night.